0: Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida also. Visit ellenbecker.com for more details. My guest today is Amber Lee Childs. Founder and owner of Plant Joy, a plant based health education movement through food and actions. Thank you so much for joining us today, Amberly. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. You know, why don't we just dive right in? If you want to tell us and our listeners a bit about yourself and your journey and, and kind of where, where your path has led you.
1: Yeah, well, it's been a long path Um, and you know, sometimes in the beginning or middle of the road, maybe I didn't think it was a good path, Um, but I can honestly say um, where I am now, I feel really pleased and just happy to be alive and able to share my story with others. So thank you for the the opportunity to share. So let's see, circling back in 2010, I was in my mid-30s and I was diagnosed with stage 3C breast cancer. I went in for a mammogram. I was having some symptoms in my breast, had some pain, I had a burning sensation, um, just a lot of uncomfortableness in my my chest area. And if you're a woman or you know if you, if you're in touch with your body, you know, wow, something's not right. Mm-hmm. and And basically, that's what what my body was talking to me. It was telling me something was wrong. And I listened. I went to the doctor, I got a mammogram and that mammogram led to an ultrasound, which led to eight biopsies, which ended up diagnosing me before I left that mammogram. They said, we're 99.9% sure you have breast cancer. Holy Uh, cow. So that was um, right around the 4th of July holiday. So about two days later, I got the phone call. They were trying to speed things up and they said, yeah, we're confirming that you do have cancer. And it was really at that moment where my husband and I just kind of hunkered down in the house didn't call anybody, didn't tell anybody, just kinda tried to figure it out on ourselves. Like, what's what's the next 24 hours gonna look like? We cried, we screamed, we were sad. You know, we were only engaged. We weren't even married at the time. And, you know, as a young woman, I'm thinking, wow, this guy might hit the road before we even get married. And luckily I picked a good one and he didn't. Uh, but, you know, so there there was a lot on my mind being a young woman who wasn't married, didn't have a family yet. Um, was very early on in my career. So to find out that you have a very aggressive form of breast cancer is definitely something that's going to make you pause. Um, And for me, I was able to reflect on my life experiences and my family history. And part of that family history had been so many people had cancer in my family. So it felt almost second nature when I got my diagnosis. So it didn't seem as much of a shock, but more of a call to action. Like, hey, you are young enough to do something. And that's really what I liked for people to hear is that cancer is not a death sentence. It can be, but really it needs to be a call to action to look at ourselves and to say, is my lifestyle the best it can be? It might be really fun. It might be toxic, but is it healthy? Is it happy? And is it gonna get me to, to second base, third base? Is it gonna get me to 10 years down the road? And I think when we're younger, we don't think about our day-to-day actions as, wow, will this affect me in 20 years? Um, As you do, as we age a little, we start to think about those things a little. So fast forward, breast cancer diagnosis. I've had uh, seven different surgeries to my chest. I did chemotherapy. I've done hormone therapy, radiation therapy. It's just been a a challenging road and I can say my hair has grown back <laughs> yeah. um, I style it differently than I ever did before I had cancer and you know cancer certainly it is the prick in the rose for sure but there is something that it's still a flower and I can say at the end of my journey that 10 years after my diagnosis that I really wouldn't change anything that's happened in my life because it's put me on the trajectory of where I am today. And it's allowed me to change my career and to really live a healthier, better life because I was diagnosed with cancer. It is definitely a
0: life-changing thing to go through. And like you had said, you know, changing the perspective on what's important to you now, but also building in what's important for your future and your longevity. That's the key to planning. Like when we work with our clients on financial planning, you know, what making sure you're committed to the way that you, that you live today and committed to how that's going to impact your future.
1: Yeah, I don't think when we're younger, especially in our 20s, I don't think we think about sustainable living. And hopefully the youth today and the, the next generation are starting to, we're starting to look at our environment. We're starting to look at how our actions affect our community, our bigger picture, our environment, our world, our neighbors. And I think that's a really good reality that we all need to see because our actions can harm existence or they can help it. Yeah, for sure.
0: So then, so that was 10 years ago. And now yeah. here we are. So tell me about your, uh, about plant joy,
1: your company. Yeah. So plant joy is this wonderful evolution about, you know, my combination of my history combined with a little bit of my, my current efforts. And I have been a, a health educator for over almost 20 years now, working in the inner city, working with communities that are underserved, helping to create access to free mammograms and medical services. And so I really have always been in the public talking about health. And of course I'm diagnosed then. And so I've been doing these things before my diagnosis. And so after my diagnosis, it just seemed even more important that I continue to do the work I was doing. And then after my diagnosis, well, I'll say this during my diagnosis, something that was so important to me was the value of nutrition and food, because I had already been studying about the, the, the concept of food as medicine. And so when I was diagnosed, I would go and talk to my doctors, my oncologist, my, my surgeon, plastic surgeon, and say, let's talk about food as medicine. And a lot of times there wasn't much discussion. It was, you need to do these treatments and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I was building my A team, as I like to call it, the people who are on the team, they're invested in me and my health success. When I'm, I'm building that team together, you know, I had to interview eight different oncologists. The first seven said to me, I don't care what you eat. The eighth one said, we're going to put you on a vegan diet. You're going to eat predominantly plant-based here. We're going to help support your mind, your body, and your soul while you go through these intense chemotherapy and, and, and needed treatments. And that made a lot of sense to me. And here we are 10 years later, and now integrative therapy is a big part of current day treatment. And so that makes me really excited as a patient to see the evolution of how we're now talking about food. That's a big step forward. We're also, you know, they're integrating things like yoga and mindfulness and meditation into some cancer treatments. And that's really important too, because your body's being assaulted in so many different ways. And so we have to be able to keep your mind in a good place. Do you have a therapist you're talking to? Part of that, we're, what we're talking about today, the financial aspects mm-hmm. of being sick. No one can ever tell you or prepare you for the financial aspects of cancer, especially when you're in your 30s. I wasn't married. I hadn't done financial planning. I I owned a home, but that was my biggest asset. So nobody sits down and says, "Hey." you're going to lose your breast, you're going to lose your fertility, you're going to lose your hair, you're going to have destroy your life for a year. And it's also going to cost so many thousands of dollars. And let's hope you have really good health insurance. If not, you're going to owe a lot of people some money, like no one comes at you like that, right? So I think when we look at prevention, prevention is not only setting us up for health success, It's setting us up for some financial success as well, because we need to think about where our dollars are going to get us tomorrow, five years and then 10 years. And I want to be using my dollars to be retiring and going somewhere fun and doing all the things I'm dreaming about retiring, not paying the CEO at a hospital because I have medical debt for years. Mm hmm.
0: Absolutely. I think that that's a really important piece. You know, we oftentimes think about the way to plan for retirement is by saving and investing. And that's a large part of it. But it's also getting everything arranged and organized in the way that's going to make sense for the path between now and retirement. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned um, body, mind, spirit, you know, those are all important, just as important as the financial part of it just as important for sustainability as the environment is
1: mm-hmm. you know which
0: also can very much impact our health too that's
1: probably a whole different a whole different episode we could record right right <laughs> so while i was getting treatment not only was i getting massages seeing my therapist i would attend a cooking class i would have a dietitian who would talk to me about the foods i needed to eat but then also i would go to this cooking class they would cook and then they would feed me so I got to learn how to do it. And then I got to sample the food. So then I was sent home for the day thinking, wow, I've got these recipes now that I can go home and share with my family. And so that kind of started my plant-based journey. So from the day I was diagnosed, my family and I, we completely cut everything off and we went hundred percent plant-based and I had a big reason, my, my life, right? I, I, didn't, I didn't adhere to something different than what I was currently doing. And I said to my family, like, I need buy-in. I need you all to support me in this because my life depends on it. And this is where I've invested energy and time into research. And the data shows that this is so beneficial for helping to support my body while it goes through these treatments, but then also helping to prevent a reoccurrence of disease after I'm healthy. And that's where plant joy birthed out of. I was able to see firsthand people loving food, cooking food, sharing food. I was able to see the patients at, at the Block Medical Center, in addition to myself, enamored by food that was not meat, not cheese, that tasted off the charts good. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, I was a child of the 70s. My family didn't cook a lot. You know, my grandmother, her generation cooked, but my parents didn't cook a lot. We were a product of fast food and eating quick and TV dinners and food on the go. And I think the downside to all of that processed food is we don't really know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and we ate these things for so long. And now we're in a place that we understand that processed food and some of those ingredients aren't helpful and they really can be harmful to the body. So my my love of plant joy is really just to share with people, one, I'm a real nerd at heart about food, and it can be simple, it can be easy, it doesn't have to be difficult. And so I want people to skip the years of research that I had to do in finding out that food can be medicine and maybe just if by hearing that on this podcast, by reading that in a book and seeing it maybe on the internet somewhere, it starts to repeat in someone's mind and they think, wow, well, maybe I could change my lifestyle or change my health a little bit with the food I put on my fork. Absolutely.
0: Well, let's pause for a short break and we will be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor, and my guest today is Amber Lee Childs, owner of Plant Joy. Amber Lee, you know, there's so many different buzzwords about plant-based living or vegan or vegetarian, and probably a lot of myths and, and misperceptions of this too. Can you walk us through some of these different terminology and, and what to really think of when we think of what is plant-based living? Yeah, no,
1: I think it's, you know, we're not, you're not alone in that. There are so many people that it's confusing for, and I like to think of it as simple as possible. One, if I tell somebody that I'm a vegan, they're like, what is, what does a vegan eat? What is, it it can kind of be a little confusing, right? It might come with a little bit of a label. Some people don't like labels. I don't want to be put in that box. So plant-based to me, I'm telling you, this is what I eat. My diet is based in plants. So I like that. It's it's descriptive and it's simple. The other part is, is that plants are the only thing out there, right? The only thing that we eat that has fiber in them. And fiber is one of the magical ingredients and things that goes in our body that helps fight disease, prevent disease, moves bowel movements, keeps us full. Fiber is magical and it's only in plant foods. So we plant foods have a lot of magic to them. And I like to refer to what I do with my diet is I work on a whole food plant-based diet. It's also a lifestyle. If some people don't like the word diet, take it out and just say, this is my, my food regimen. This is what I eat. Mm -hmm. Um, the longer I've been doing it, I find people in my circle have less questions And then alternately, they adapt and they eat more plant-based. Because if I'm going to a social gathering, like in 2019, (laughs) when (laughs) when I would go out, um, you know, when we go out, I go somewhere, I'm going to bring a plant-based dish and I guarantee everybody's seen all the other dishes at the event, right? But maybe the plant-based dish that I bring is different and therefore people haven't seen it before. And I guarantee I go home with an empty plate every single time because it's the new item at the party. So plant-based is a really, uh, well, parties I'll say, or events are a good place that you can kind of interject some food that people might not normally eat, but they might try just a little small sample and find themselves going, "Hmm, I didn't know I would like a quinoa salad. So I prefer to use the word plant-based. I think it really helps be descriptive on what we're doing. And then the other thing that I love about plant-based is my education and training has come from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, and these are one of the groups leading the charge in plant-based, scientific, plant-based evidence. And so this is a group of doctors, nurses, educators, health advocates like myself who really believe that food is medicine, and they have curriculums, scientific, evidence-based curriculum around heart disease, cancer, diabetes. So we're not just saying go out there and eat this or drink this because it made me feel great. We're actually evidence-based and and so there's science. And so that makes me as a food for life instructor, really proud to carry that title, but then also to share with other people about the wonderful benefits of a plant-based diet in disease prevention, preventing chronic illness, or just simple things like acne and bloating or arthritis, because really plants can help all of those ailments. That's great. Then you're able to bring that through with the work you do as well. Yeah, completely. So, you know, when I'm doing a cooking class per se, and I'm teaching a class on how foods that fight cancer, if I'm up there, you know, I can tell people from my My survivor perspective, what I've done and how things were for me, but it makes me feel very confident to know that there is a curriculum that is cited and has 20 different resources that comes from doctors from all over this world that have been put in data research and so it makes me feel very comfortable in sharing that information with others versus me saying, well, I read this book while I was on spring break, and I just wanted to share it with you guys. (laughs) Um, Not that that's not valid information, but this program that I like to teach and all the programs I teach are rooted in science, backed by evidence. um, And that makes me feel, especially being a cancer survivor, it makes me feel confident that we're, we're spreading health information versus myths of what could be healthy. Absolutely. I think that having that
0: kind of rigor and that regimen of education and continuing education behind you is what really is going to be important, especially for people that are interested in learning more, for them to know, like who to listen to, you know, and where to go
1: to find the evidence and science behind it. That's really important too. Yeah. One of my favorite um, doctors is Dr. Michael Greger, and he runs a database website called nutritionfacts.org. And anytime I could be at the grocery store and run into somebody and they say, what do you know about blah, blah, blah. And if I don't know, that is my first go-to resource because what he does is Dr. Greger takes all of the data and he reads all of the different reports and he summarizes it into short two to three minute videos and he breaks it down into layman terms. And so he's able to say, Hey, You wanted to know the answer to da, 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 and then he breaks it down for you, but he also cites the research for you, which is really important. And so I'm able to find data, research, videos, information that he shared. And so that's one of my go-to sources as well. That's great. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, I'd like to talk
0: through some of the different financial benefits of prevention. (music) Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And my guest today is Amber Lee Childs of Plant Joy. Let's get into the financial impacts and benefits of using plant-based living for prevention
1: and even treatment. Yeah, it's this is my favorite topic because, you know, not only does food help me today, but food is going to help me tomorrow. And the way I like to think about it is. You know, I'm a I'm an older parent. Uh, my daughter is almost two years old. Um, you know, we started our family late, and so when I think about her, I think, man, I gotta be here down the road when mm-hmm. she is graduating from high school, when she's hitting some of these milestones. And the way that my husband and I plan to be here for those huge events in her life is we take care of ourselves now with diet, exercise, and living a healthy lifestyle. And we talk about it all the time. We support each other in in our habits, trying to be healthier. You know, I don't nail it every day, but I'm working toward (laughs) it every day. You know, I'm on the train, we're going in the right direction. It's not home runs, it's about solid base hits. Right. that's right, completely. That's a great analogy. Um, But you know, one of the things I like to think about with plant-based living and, and the lifestyle in general is it's gonna help you die young. You know, because you're going to die down the road, right? We're all have a finite time. We all have a, but, but not literally today, but hopefully when you are in your eighties and your nineties, you're feeling like you're 70, you know, I want you to Mm -hmm. feel better longer so you can be on this earth longer and you can celebrate all of that money that you've put away, all of the savings and the planning that you've taken care of in your life. I want you to be here to talk about it. Um, you know, something like, think about if I go to the store, Heather, and I want to get my protein as a plant-based eater, I'm going to go to my bean and I'm going to stock up on beans. And if I want to even go even more economic, I'm going to buy dry beans, which are going to cost me a fraction of what the cooked beans will cost. And that's a fraction of what your meat might cost. So by changing your diet to a plant-based diet, you're removing the most expensive part of your grocery bill which is your meat and your cheeses. And Mm -hmm. so that's where most of us are spending money. You're spending money on the youngsters and you're buying processed deli meat, which has been proven to cause cancer. It is the same category, category one, as cigarettes and tobacco. So we have to really say, wait a minute, why am I spending good money on organic deli meat that's known to cause cancer? Do you buy organic cigarettes? (laughs) probably not (laughs) you know so i'm not picking on the deli meat but what we know is is you know one day there was a time when we could smoke cigarettes and we didn't think that it was harmful to our health and when we learned different then people started to change their habits and we saw our lung cancer incidences decrease and so what we want to see is if we can get people eating more plants we're going to start to see chronic illness start to decrease and if you eat more plants also your pocketbook is, your, well, let me say it. Your grocery bills will decrease. Your yeah. pocketbook will increase, right? You'll have a little bit more money. And then instead of spending that money and going, well, maybe I'll buy some cookies. What if you put that money aside and you say, hey, my food savings is now going to be my daughter's college. I'm going to put that into her college fund. Could yeah. I recycle my savings and put it into part of my financial planning?
0: And it's really kind of looking, as you're talking about this, it's day-to-day spending, yeah, really, but having that bigger picture. So being able to look and feel committed as to how you're spending your resources, and is it more important to spend it in certain ways about your grocery bill, or is that more important to really be mindful of, of that grocery bill in order to, like you said, save for college, you know, save for retirement save for a house, save for a future trip when we can travel again someday, you know, that's going to bring you joy and, um, and memories, then build relationships in different ways too.
1: Yeah, 110%. I, I wish we, we, you know, when we're younger, we don't really start to see our future as, as big, right? We're like, we're going to have a great job. and We're going to have a family. But then you get into the, the family in those years, and your career years, and then you start thinking, how can I prepare my family for retirement? where What, what does retirement look like? Mm-hmm. What no one plans on, no one plans on their cancer diagnosis. No one plans for their heart attack. But what happens is, is you end up having that coronary event. You end up in the hospital. And what happens? You're not working. When you're not working, you're not putting money into your 401k. Your investments are now decreasing because we're not adding into them. And so you're starting to feel that financial pressure of being sick. And what maybe, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's someone in your family that gets sick. And then now Mm -hmm. you're frustrated and you're feeling that financial burden. Wow, like that really takes a, a stressor, a toll on the physical body. So help eating well, eating predominantly plant-based can help your body go through some of those rigors of the day-to-day life. And you know, when I say plant-based, I don't want anyone listening to think you gotta go a hundred percent or nothing, because that's not what this is about. If I was to talk with any of my clients let's look at it in numbers, right? We're, this is a numberish group. Okay. We got seven days in the week, seven days, we eat three meals a day. So it's 21 meals, 21 sit downs. Let's say we, we eat 21 times we eat in a week. Mm-hmm. If you took one of those meals and made it plant-based, you now have decreased your animal intake by 33% in a whole week, just by changing one of your meals. Because one of those meals fell off of there in a day. Because three meals a day, if you take one yep. of those away, that's, that's you're, you're only 66% of what you're eating would be animal product. Yep. So, so it can start to change. Maybe you mm-hmm. just say, well, every lunch, I'm gonna go plant-based. And lunch doesn't have to be just lettuce, okay? I eat a <laughs> lot of good, good lunch and it's not always just greens and lettuce. So if you can slowly start to make changes, and changing just one day or one meal a week, you will find that you are making massive changes in your body and your body's gonna respond to that. So I like to tell people aim for 75% plant-based. And if you can get there, you're gonna start to feel a lot better, look a lot better. You might drop a pound or two if your body needs it, but you're heading toward prevention. You're setting your heart up to be able to go to Greece. You're setting your legs up, your knees up to be able to carry your body because you're physically strong enough. Instead of being weaker as we get older, we're getting physically stronger, we're getting mentally stronger and financially stronger because I want to be able to go on that vacation and retire. Don't wanna be in the hospital paying, taking out of my 401k just so I can stay and get that medical care that I need.
0: Yeah. So it's about planning, you know, and and you don't know what's going to happen, but we want to plan what could happen. If there's going to be a health crisis for you, like you said, or a family member, it's going to change a lot of different things. So if we can prepare ourselves in all these different ways, we do that with financial planning. You know, you make sure you have your emergency fund, you make sure your investments are high quality and well diversified. You have it at the appropriate amount of risk for your for your own tolerance for that. So when something happens, you have ways to respond. It's very
1: similar to how we should view our bodies, our minds, our spirits. Right, you know, something funny, one of my, um, a good colleague of mine is a retired um, financial advisor and I heard him say this. And so these are Terry Lynch's words, but you might've heard this in the financial world, but you know, the retirement planning is looked at in the go-go years, the slow-go years and the no-go years. Mm -hmm. And the first time I heard this, that I just giggled, I thought, this is so wonderful. I just love it. But what I really loved, what I heard Terry say is that by eating a plant-based lifestyle, by eating plant-based diet, or even a predominantly plant-based lifestyle, you can extend your go-go years Mm -hmm. and you can slow down the slow-go and the no-go years. That's really what we all should be working toward, right? I want you every dollar you're saving and spending and planning, I want you to spend it. I want you to be in Puerto Rico with your grandbabies. I don't want you sick in assisted living somewhere because you're putting all your money to pay someone to take care of you and feed you. So, how do we turn that around and look at it, as you said, preventatively and from a planning perspective? And I think there's plenty of ways to do that with our food and. I think we're going to talk a little bit about those, but, you know, what are some ways that we can do it? Is it meal planning? Is it meal sharing? Is it, I don't know, do you just find healthier restaurants in your community and support local business at this time during this pandemic? Absolutely. Yeah. We'll dive into that after
0: this next break. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor, and my guest is Amber Lee Childs, owner of Plant Joy. So Amber Lee, you've talked a lot about some of the different ways that you've used plant-based living and how you got involved and and why you got involved. You've given some different ideas on how to get started. You know, let's dive a little bit more into that. And what are some of the different action steps when our listeners think about wanting to know more about plant-based living?
1: Yeah, well, thank you. That's a great question. And I think the first question that I want to pose to the listeners is what is your why? Why, you know, why are we doing anything? And if we're looking at dietary changes or a lifestyle change, why are you doing it? And if you can figure out your why you want to do something, how important it is to you, it's going to really help you in determining those action steps that are going to help you get there. And one, we're not gonna be there overnight. Um, Even though I made my changes pretty quickly, it was because I had a really aggressive cancer and I had to start treatment immediately. But most people aren't in that situation. So be kind to yourself, learn a little bit about it, which I think people are doing today. Um, And then find others in your community that are living and practicing in these same ways. Because when you can find a supporting community you're going to find other like-minded individuals and you're going to be able to learn from them. And so subsequently, they'll be able to support you as you're transitioning into anything new. If I wanted to learn to run a marathon, I wouldn't go do it. I would find someone who's ran one it before and say, please tell me I can do this, right? Um, I would find support, positive encouragement from others who had, had taken that journey ahead of me. So I like to think of plant-based, whole food, plant-based living in the same exact way. Um, If you're at a big medical level, um, I'd like to share with people that there is a group called pcrm.org, and they share all the science, the evidence base. So they have a huge database and you can look through there on by illness. So if you have heart disease, if you had diverticulitis, if you had high blood pressure, you could then type it into their search field and lots of info would come. So now you're starting to drill down a little bit into kind of the specifics, because let's face it, Heather, your family and my family are going to eat differently and act differently because we came from different families, right? Mm -hmm. Like your, your family's origin and descent is going to be different from mine, most likely. And therefore your holidays might look different. Those traditions alone would put different meals on our table. And so our family is our history, is our culture, and when we start to divert away from that to make any kind of change, it feels like we're going against the grain. It feels like we're leaving the tribe that we've and, that we're not honoring anymore. Oh, mm-hmm. And that is so difficult. You have to go home to a family meal and people are like, why aren't you eating the turkey today, Amberlee? And I have to explain <laughs> myself. And sometimes that's challenging in the beginning, but Fast forward 10 years later, now people are like, what are you bringing to the dinner? I can't wait to, to try Amber Lee's new plant-based dish she's bringing. Yeah. So we can still support our culture and our family and not feel like we're pulling away from that and still put healthy food on the table. But I encourage those individuals, invite your family to be part of that journey with you. Instead of saying like, I'm doing something different, share with your friends, your coworkers, your family. I'm doing this. I'm learning. I'm trying something new for my body because mm-hmm. maybe I, you have diet, type 2 diabetes and you're like, I want to lower my A1C and I'm going to make an attempt at a plant-based diet to try that as the first round before I change my medication. You know, So we all can look at food in a different perspective based on where we've come from and based on where we're going. I think if we can keep plants as as like the common denominator, right, maybe somebody's doing it 100%, maybe somebody's 80, maybe somebody's 85, eventually you'll get better the more you practice at it. So that would be kind of the little pep talk, I guess I would say on on, on starting. Um, If you're local in the Milwaukee area, we're really lucky to have a support group called Plant-Based Nutrition of Wisconsin. And it's a, it's a nonprofit and they meet monthly Um, right now they're meeting online and they meet monthly and they have doctors that come and talk about the benefits of plant-based and each one of these doctors has a specialty. They might have a cardiologist, they might have a cancer doctor. So they bring in different specialists. And so therefore, let's say you have somebody in your family that has MS and there's a speaker talking about MS that might be very applicable for you that month. So those would be like some local resources. There are uh, a lot, not a lot, there are a handful of these also support groups in different states, if any of the listeners live outside of the state of Wisconsin. um, And that could be looked up through a Google search, I would say. That's great.
0: That's really helpful. The Plant-Based Nutrition of Wisconsin, that's PB Now. Yes. So I'm on one of their distribution lists as well to be informed of different events and um, and different articles that they write. So I think that is a wealth of information too. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean, well, that's part of it is, you know, the founder of that had had a cancer diagnosis, and same thing was like, wait a minute, I he learned that food is medicine. And randomly him and I met and we both had these same perspectives. And I'm so blessed to be a part of, of his team and to continue to share with other Wisconsinites that food is medicine and you know, to lighten the load a little on the medical community, because one, the medical community right now. In this certain time is definitely overloaded, but you know doctors and nurses, they're not really trained in, in the concept of food as medicine. So when I go to my doctor and say, "I want to talk about this," they really can't help me in that capacity because it wasn't part of their formal training, and they're so crimped on time. So I think that's why when we start to look at outside organizations, community support, sometimes we can find maybe a little bit more in-depth resources than just asking our doctor. I think, too, that
0: ties back into the prevention. The more yeah. we can do to fuel ourselves, again, body, mind, and spirit, you know, fuel ourselves in healthy, nutritional ways, that that's going to help those doctor visits look a lot different, too, yeah, when you go completely. and it's just for your, for your wellness check, as opposed to
1: going for some sort of, you know, acute situation that you've got. Well, what about if, like, you know, let's say I had an illness that was measured by like numbers and and stats and I'm going in and now my numbers look better. My blood work looks better. You know, now you can start to see the numbers and you feel that confidence that comes Mm -hmm. with, wow, the changes I'm making in my body are not only helping me today. If I feel good today, imagine how they're going to help me tomorrow and moving forward. I never imagined that Living a plant based lifestyle could give me such confidence. I, I have gone on to be my best advocate because you have to in, the, in today's world. But really, I started my own business. I founded Plant Joy because more people needed to learn about food as medicine. More people needed to learn, like, okay, kale's great. I know this, but how do I cook kale, right? What do I do with this kale? And how do we make food? a communal centerpiece again, right? Like I I am so excited to the day comes that I can sit down at a community meal again and have friends and 20, 20 mm-hmm. plus people at a table and we can just gather and be community together. And I'm so looking forward to that day.
0: Absolutely. You know, the passion I can hear in the way that you talk about your business and about your journey and about where you see not just your future and your family's future but all of our futures really ties back to to the why. You know, when you're really committed to something, it's boundless where you yeah. can go with it. And that doesn't mean that every everyone that's listening who might be interested in doing something as using food for prevention, that doesn't mean that they will follow the same path that you took and end up with a, you know, plant-based nutrition business by any means, but to be able to just take some of that passion of yours and use it for our own fuel would be phenomenal. Oh, well, thank you.
1: Well, there is just a couple of little nerdy stats that I'd love to leave <laughs> you and your listeners with. Excellent. The you know, stats ring hard and loud to me, but you know, if you're on the fence and you're contemplating plant-based, you're thinking about it, or maybe you've heard someone else talking about it, There is real benefit to eating predominantly a plant-based diet. And here are some of those little facts. Plant-based diets can prevent and reverse heart disease. Heart disease is still the number one killer in the United States. Prevent and reverse heart disease. If you didn't hear me, that's Mm -hmm. massive. Okay. It can reduce your cancer risk by up to 40%. None of the treatments or surgeries I did could tell me 40% reduction in risk. Yeah. Like, so that's why adding that diet measure onto my treatments was so much more beneficial. It helped compound those, the, the results. It can reduce and prevent diabetes, type two diabetes incidence. It can lower blood pressure. It can lower the incidence of dementia and Alzheimer's. It can help you reduce your body weight by up to 10% in a year. So, you know, so whether you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to prevent a cancer diagnosis because cancer's in your family, or you say, I don't wanna have a stint because you can say, maybe I can change my diet and maybe some of the atherosclerosis in my arteries can go away and I can change these things naturally versus the medication. I'm certainly not saying do not see a doctor because I am not one and I am not advocating for that. But. <laughs> right. I am advocating that food is medicine and it can really help some serious medical illnesses and medical challenges that, that kill people today. So when I found these things out, I was like, wait a minute, why are we shouting this information from the rooftops? We need to share with people that changing what you put on your fork can really change the mm-hmm. outcome of your future. Thank
0: you so much, Those are That's really great. Very inspirational and informative too. If our listeners want to learn more about you and your business, Plant Joy, where can they go to start?
1: Yeah, so I'm at plantjoy.net on the internet. That's where you can find me. Um, we also make delicious soups and stews. Yes, um, I have a do <laughs> wonderful soup business, and we do delivery throughout Milwaukee County in Milwaukee area. We do catering. We do education. I do some work at the medical college, trying to help educate patients, doctors, different clinicians. So. Anything that if you have an interest in plant-based anything, reach out to us. We'd love to connect with you or just get you some soup in your belly. <laughs> that is wonderful. Well, thank you again so much,
0: Amber Lee. It's been a great pleasure to be here. For sure. Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and on Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. If you like today's show and want to know more, uh, please visit www.ellenbecker.com. Or call us anytime at 262-691-3200. And as always, I hope that we've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen.